The Business of Life. Brought to you by Country Harvest Meet the Breadwinners podcast. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to The Business of Life with me, Arlene Dickinson. And myself, Jan Arden. We're in the same room. Yay! And we see each other. We can actually physically see each other. You're not on a boat. I'm not on an island. No. We're not on a plane. We're not on Love Island. We're we're definitely (laughs) not on Love Island. Uh, and we are we're actually in the same city at the same time. I know. It's and nice. I'm flying out right after this. Are like you? I'm hopping in a, an Uber and um I'm heading to uh the Toronto Pearson Airport and heading back to Calgary. I'm home for a day, yeah. but I'm very excited to see my dog and then I'm off to Vancouver. Okay, so I'm I'm here on and then in uh Friday, two days. Yeah. I go to Regina for yeah. the day and then I go from Regina to Calgary and then Calgary for two days and then back to Toronto. Now what are the chances then- of me having you to my house for dinner? On those you're busy with your mom. I am. I'm, you know I'm actually going there. It's my mom's birthday. So would I'm going would you? Would she ever be up to like saying, um, have, having a little like, how do you do with me? Like if I pop by with, I don't know. Oh, she'd be, uh, she'd be. She'd be thrilled to meet, to meet you. I just. I would like to meet her. As yeah. you know, time is of the essence. Yeah. Always, yeah. you know, with our parents. Yeah. But I would love to meet your mom. Yeah. Okay. Deal. We'll. We'll. Are you around this weekend? Yeah. All right. We'll. We'll organize that. I literally. Just she would like be. To it's her birthday, in. so she would be. That would be the best birthday gift I ever. I will come and sing you happy birthday. You could sing happy birthday yeah. to her. <laughs> She'd be pretty excited. Yeah. About I that. will. Yeah. Um, okay. Deal. Okay. Well. And uh, and my and think my my sisters are there as well, so it'll be. It'll I be would a big love to meet your family. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll organize that, and I'll Thank behave you. myself. I won't no, you swear. Won't. No, I won't. No, you will. I won't. I will swear. I you, won't. You can't. Yeah, you will. Call darn it. <laughs> Dang it. We can't swear on this show. No. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. So we've talked. Uh, you know, here we go again talking about social media, but it kind of sometimes controls our lives. It seems. So I am one of those people that I don't read. I rarely read like reviews of things or comments that, you know, like I, I, I read the occasional comment. Like I'd really try to keep up with what people are saying to me, but I don't dwell on you the do comments. Better than that's, I do. that's a better way if to it's say in it. Front I don't of me. dwell. Yeah. If, if I'm looking at yeah. it and I see people and, and, once in a while, I'll I'll scroll down, especially when you know I'm getting a lot of replies. I'm curious why I'm getting a lot of replies, so I'll I'll definitely look. But I don't have time to respond to everything. No. Um, regardless, I looked at the reviews of the podcast yesterday. <laughs> so why I, would and you I do hadn't. That? I don't know. I hadn't. Mm. I hadn't. But listen, the good news is it was getting five out of five stars as a as their our, our rating, but. Well, that was me. (laughs) But of course, you know, like, I don't know about you, but when I'm in a room giving a speech, I tend to focus on the one bad person in the room who isn't, like, there could be a thousand people. Okay, so there was one review that you read that has lingered with you and stayed with you. Yeah, and and it was a little, it really bothered me. I really, really was bothered by it because it basically said that, you know, we're always so congratulating each other and agreed with each other and that we we basically are... um, what was the other thing? It was it was like agreeing with each other and that, you know, we always, you know, we're always so upbeat and stuff, basically. Hey. And I thought, wait a minute. Like, we don't always agree. No. We, we often disagree. And I don't think we, and it was kind of like we think we're, we're, we're know-it-alls. We know it every, we, we know everything. Well, I don't think, I think we admit hey. a lot we don't. We have opinions that we don't we know. We are sitting here saying we don't really know anything. And uh, ex- expressing an opinion uh, is certainly not um, 
We're not making laws, people. We're not passing legislation. We're not. We're not. Uh, yeah, we aren't. I, I don't know. I we were, what? I don't know. I thought we were. I thought we were right about every single oh thing that came out of our mouths. Every day, I it, feel like I know less. But why are you focusing on the one I, I do, it's, negative? It's, it's, uh, that's what I'm. That's really what I want to talk about because I think it's a it's a problem for when you are when you have insecurities. And like I said, when I'm giving a speech, I could have a thousand people, and you know, for the majority of them are paying attention to me, and I feel like I've got an engaged audience, and I feel like I'm you know connecting to the audience. But my eye. Goes we'll to the guy always find the one guy cleaning his nails or, you know, on his phone oh. or, you know, someone has to get up and leave early. Who knows? They may have to go to the bathroom. Who knows they why they left? They irritable bowel. That's right. Who knows why? But they leave. And and I always think, oh, what am I not? What could I, I need to do something differently. I need to, you know, no. I need to perk myself up. I need to be more aggressive in my, not aggressive, but a more um, captivating. captivating. And so... I this really bothered me, Jan, because even though we have hundreds of really positive reviews, I found the guy or the girl. I can't, you know, you don't know on social media who said something negative. So to you, if you're listening, I'm sorry that you don't like our show. I'm not freaking sorry. (laughs) Go take your ears and shove them up your butt. (laughs) No. I, uh, yeah, exactly. Listen, that has, too, buddy. There has or been her, scientific buddy or study, baby, or whatever. <laughs> well, in the we always go the the guys are buddies and the girls are honeys. Oh, so that's what we do on the bus. Yeah. So did you see honey outside the bus there having a cigarette? Yeah, I see buddy over that. So we buddy and honey when we don't have buddy names for them. Yeah. Um, I had listen, a, a guy who dated let, a lot of girls that you said that all the times he never could remember their names. He called them honey all the time. It's awful. Always in sex, say, oh, my God. Just scream, oh, my God. Never go never for go, names. Oh, my Jeff. Oh, John. Oh, John. I mean, Jack. Jack. <laughs> no, wrong. Anyway. We haven't been drinking. No. Listen, let me finish my point. There's okay. been scientific studies. I'm not going to name which one. There's been a, a whack studies. of them. Yes. Studies of sorts. Um, that the people do, as you know scientifically proving that human beings are much more equipped and they ex- accept much more readily failure, any kind of negativity. Yes. You know, there's the whole phenomenon of people literally imploding if they win a lottery. A, it's suspended disbelief. They cannot believe. They never believe it. They never believe they they're no worthy. Control, yeah. yeah, they have. So these, this thing happens, and really 9.99% of the time out of 10 People really don't do well with winning a lottery. They don't yeah. invest it well. It's gone in a couple of years. So, but with failure or not getting what we have, or looking at a negative comment, we buy that so readily. We accept it as as a, a truth. And like you said, hundreds of other positive comments. Yeah, I don't accept his or her. Why do, see, I want to ascribe it to a guy. I don't accept their. Um, comment as the truth. I accept it as uh, a challenge and a bit of a failure on our part to not make everybody happy because I think my tendency is to want to make everybody happy. So, you know, like, and, and it's... Me too. And, right. So we have the same kind of need to be pleasers. Part of being successful, though, also. I attribute that quality yeah. in myself to being successful because I like to solve problems. Yeah, me I too. don't like being confrontational unless yeah. I have to be yeah. and then look the hell yeah. out. yeah. But um, I had this conversation with my sister about, we were talking about my mom, and we were talking about, um, uh, you know, 
what's she, you know because of the struggle she's going through what's kind of next and 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 so my mind always goes to if this then that I am a big if this then that explain person. that a little bit because so, I don't understand that if this happens okay then that could happen so if this okay. then that if this happens then that likely is going to Got happen it. right so it's kind of a what is the consequence of this happening you know it's it's like if this happens and that's going to happen right if you throw a ball down the alley you're gonna that you're gonna knock pins over hopefully or you're gonna go in the gutter one or the other yeah <laughs> those two so if this and that um and it's and so i think i i think a lot about with her with my mom okay if because I'm a problem solver too. If she doesn't do these things, then what's going to happen is she's going to need more and more care and she's going to need more and more help and, you know, things mm-hmm. are going to get slide and get And worse. that is going to happen. Right. And that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And her, and her, she's very emotional. She's very, she's very right brain. I'm more kind of center brain, left brain. And she goes to, but what's the, you know, but is that going to, if she doesn't want to do those things to make herself feel better or healthier, then that's okay because it's her choices and she's all that way, right? And Power. I'm, Wanting to have some kind of control over her life. She, no, she thinks, no, she wants her to have control over her own life. No, that's what I mean. She yes. wants she wants to exert, yes. you know, her opinions to saying, no, I want it. Yeah, and I, even when, in my mom's Alzheimer's, yeah. she still wanted yes. to feed her own dog. Thank yeah. you very much. Yes, exactly. So it's a very interesting thing, this idea of trying to please people and trying to be in control and trying to left brain, right brain. And I have no idea what we're now talking about other than to say, <laughs> buddy or honey, <laughs> this show's damn good. Okay. You know, <laughs> or that's like. what's so great about life. There's so many choices. You know, people will often say to me, if there's like a, a hot new artist flying up the labels and they've got songs on the radio and they're doing Saturday Night Live and stuff. And I've had friends say, does it bug you, you know, because you, you've not done, you know, that type of show or you're not, you know, on the radio stuff. And I'm like, absolutely not. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm certainly at an age where I want to champion other people. But it's like, you know, restaurants in a row always do better than a freestand. So if you have six restaurants lined up down King Street in Toronto, they all do pretty darn good because they're next to each other and people feel like they have choices. So they all prosper. But mm-hmm. have a freestanding building out in Springbank that you have to drive to. Uh, it's not going to be that successful. But I I really think it's competition's great. There's, what is there, 15,000 podcasts out there, Arlene? Yeah. Um, and I'm proud of us, you know, not to, here we are, buddy, tooting our own horns. But, you know, Arlene and I are on week 43. And, you know, we're coming up to our year mark, which is exciting for me. Considering Do you think they're going to renew us? As soon as we get a sponsor, they will. No, <laughs> we, we do. Breadwinners. Yes. No, we've got the, the amazing, you know, the Breadwinners po- podcast and we're... Country know, Harvest. Yeah, Country Harvest. But their Breadwinners po- is the mm-hmm. podcast that they have. So we're always, you know, very proud to be affiliated with that. And God, who doesn't love bread? Come on, everybody. Country Harvest, for the heaven's sakes. So, but the competition's great. And we're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, Arlene. It's Arlene, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to be everybody's cup of tea? No. What? I don't know. I want to be everybody's cup I, but, of tea. I live my life wanting to be everybody's cup of tea. And yet you not wanting to be You can't be the fourth every... grader okay. that proverbial wants everyone to want, love them. It I doesn't... want to be everybody's cup of tea, but I don't want to be everyone's cup of tea. So, so what let's what untangle it? that. We're going to come back oh and talk about that, word. Jen. La, la, la. made the mistake of reading, God forbid, a negative comment about our podcast. There's actually two of them. Oh, my Lord! What was the other one? 
Arlene. I, I know, and there's so many people that are so grateful and kind to us. And, and well, so then I don't concentrate want, on I that. Am, I am. I what I started saying before we left was that um, I I'm a ple- I want to please people, and then on the other side of me, I couldn't give a red rat's couldn't give a, a red, red rat's about yeah. you know what people think. So I, it's a dichotomy, right? Because I am strong enough to not. You know, I do my thing. Apparently push... not, Arlene. No, but sometimes I get my one little feeling hurt, right? Oh. I have <laughs> one feeling and that hurt it. Um, I don't it know. It really hurt your feelings. It didn't hurt my feelings. It troubles me. It doesn't hurt me. It doesn't make me stop. It this doesn't. Is what no, makes see, you this successful. is the difference. It doesn't make you. me stop going. It no. doesn't make me change my behavior. It makes me think and wonder what I could be. Am I doing as good as I can? Am I thinking hard enough? Could I be better? And then if I feel comfortable with what I'm, you know, I thought about our podcast. I thought, no, we don't agree. We don't do those things. So I was able to move on, but I just wanted to. I agree, Arlene. God, never mind. Let's no. talk about something else. So you're she- I saw. I- Wait a minute, because I'm going to say this. I'm, I don't know if you're allowed to say. I saw that you were doing a photo shoot for something special. Can you talk about it yet or no? Uh, I can't really say. I, I was shooting with Alkin Ammon, who yep. you know very well. Yep. And I'll tell you, um, it's one of the most difficult parts of the industry for me is the visual capturing of doing videos, doing you know, those kind of campaigns or like photo shoots. I was I was telling Elkin yesterday, I said, I remember doing my very first photo shoot for A&M Records in like 1991. I felt like crying the whole night before. I was one of those people. I, I didn't really think about getting my picture taken, but we didn't take pictures of ourselves in the 80s and 90s like we do now. No, they were very studio was, stills. You know, you know it, it was boring. We, we had rolls of film in cameras that we didn't have developed until like five years later. <laughs> well, I just found this roll of film. I have no idea what's on it. Mm-hmm. And God, we would laugh, Arlene, of the yeah. stuff we'd find. Pictures of my dad. and true. And like we were trying to figure out what holiday we were on. And they just sat in a drawer. Like there was no urgency. Well, because it was too expensive to, it was. to get them processed, right? Remember? Yeah. Like, You'd wait and hold the fi- the the uh, film for a you sale. They had the ten dollars or twelve dollars to go and get them yep. um, processed and and uh, made into pictures, right? The film. Oh yeah, but it's with and, and I just said to Elkin how upsetting it was and how I really learned now. Um, Elkin and I did this this uh, this big shoot um, for a Canadian magazine. We'll. And and uh, I don't I don't think I can talk about it yet, but it's not a big deal. Well, it is a big deal. What am I talking about? It's a, it's a great, huge deal. It's a huge it's, deal. It's a, it's massive. But we were we were finished in ninety minutes, and that's with like a couple of makeup changes. changes. And there wasn't a lot of outfits. It was really simple. They just wanted me in like a black dress. And but Alkin, when you work with the right photographer, it's mm-hmm. it's a really special thing. I mean, every family portrait we have. I don't know about you, but we look like. A very disturbed family. Like, my dad would have borrowed the <laughs> photographer's jacket and showed up drunk, and my mom being so upset. And it shows on our faces. Yeah. Every family picture, you can see the angst really? in our faces. We didn't have, I mean, we had, I think, I only, I might have two. Of the whole family, of like the didn't whole you go? Family, no, I might have one or two pictures. Period of the whole family. No. Yeah, it's well because my parents got divorced when I was very young. So when I was thirteen, they got divorced, and so there weren't and there wasn't a lot. We had no money, so hiring a family photographer was out of the question. But I mean, going to like a uh, a department store—that's what we, we did. We just didn't do those things, you know. Okay. We weren't that kind of family. Um, but I, but I think it's, uh, I think it's interesting, Jan, what you're just. Uh, 
what you're talking about in terms of just kind of the whole capturing memories and how photography is such an interesting art. And Alcan is really talented. So I'm so funny thing again, everybody. We don't talk about these things. So I laugh. I look at Jan's Insta, and in on there she's got she's shooting with Alcan. I'm laughing to myself because next week I'm shooting yeah. with him, and we don't know that. We didn't know that. Did each you other. meet him through me? I met him through you. Okay, and I hired him because I loved the first shots he took of yeah. you. Yeah, and then he did some shots for me, and now he's doing. Um, um, I'm launching a line of eyeglass. Um, eye frames, um, glasses. Yes. Let me say the, what, are, what am launching, I launching? A she's launching some th- some spectacles That's that go right. on your head. Exactly. I'm launching a, a beautiful line of you um, know I would I would be your model. Yes, you would. You should be. If well, you want me to, yes. Like we'll send you some frames. Oh, there. That's all yes, I was fishing yeah, for. I know. Yeah, well, you'll, <laughs> we'll send you some frames. Anyway, we've got this line of beautiful frames coming out, and uh, for FYI, doctor. So we are going to be shooting for that, and I'm very excited about it so he's going to be I'm going but he's to be, fast but now you know yeah and you'll be confident yeah well I'm still not I'm like you I'm I, I look at your shots and I think oh she's so you exude a confidence in I can see the vulnerability in the pictures he takes of you and I can see but that, I, I I also have done them I've done photo shoots hundreds and hundreds of times and I if you saw I've early photos, I've done a lot yeah well you were in the same we're in the similar but it's I'm media. not good at it it's that's not no, it is true. Oh my word. That it is, is true. You know, I, I am not. not I look being at people. Never... It's not being. It's Don't not about being. Me. I know, but it's I'm not fragile about... this morning. I read a bad yeah, review. She read I'm... one bad review. It's not about being Very good fragile. at photography. I think at some point, Arlene, you just have to trust the person taking pictures of you. And I know that's difficult because I've had some crap photographers in my life, and they've had um, stylists that have made me look. Anything but me. Yeah. And so when I look at these pictures afterwards, now I know at 57 years old, man, the word no comes in handy. Yeah. A lot because I don't let anyone... Put you into something you wouldn't yeah, wear Yeah, I just don't do it. Yeah. Um, I remember David Letterman. They had stylists. This was years ago. It was mid-90s. I was so excited. I'm doing David Letterman. I'm singing Insensitive on David Letterman. And it was like a childhood th- fantasy. Like in my head as a teenager, I loved him. And... I can't even, I think I watched it one time and I can't really? look at it because they back home my hair. I look like Connie Francis on steroids of some <laughs> kind and uh, a shiny suit with no shirt under the jacket. And it wasn't me. So that's interesting because I am. Um, so I, say no when you don't feel comfortable. Say no. For photography, I have no problem with it. Um, in interviews, it's another thing. And I wouldn't, I want to talk to you about when somebody is interviewing you. Yeah. And for an article, if you can have the same ability to say no. So yep. let's come back to that. We will. La, 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 la. Just saying that we were had just been talking about before the break that um, you know saying no to people who want to take pictures of you or you're not feeling comfortable with what either they're wear you're wearing or your how your hair is done or whatever and like in our business that's a common event everyone so um, I, I'm with Jan like if I don't like it I won't I won't do it um, but. When I'm getting interviewed for an article mm-hmm. and, and a journalist is talking to me, I had a I had one the other day where the conversation started to go into, you know, what kind of mother am I oh. and what kind of, you know, and and what kind of, um, uh, you know, you know, what, what my relationship so with pushed. my family, they push, push, push. And it was and it's just you're being recorded. It's it's difficult. You you want to you, your mind is going 
I don't want to answer this, but it's really difficult in the moment to kind of compute and calculate and think to yourself, is this something I should answer before you actually start to answer? And because, how is this going to come and off? And how is this going to come off? And, is, and if I, why am and I if being I even asked it, this question? And if I stop it, am I then look how worse? do you look? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very difficult <clears throat> thing, everybody. So, you know, like I, I read some interviews and, and people will, you know, go on and on about like uh, there's people walking off sets now if they're asked the wrong question. There's oh, people yeah. they rip the mic out. basically say no, I'm not going to talk about that. You should have gone R Kelly on there, butts. Who? Like, R Kelly. Who's R Kelly? Is anyone? <laughs> is can we? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what's an R Kelly. R Kelly, the singer that's been abusing all these young women. Who, oh, who? Oh, is, well, see, who, I like blanked out. No, on no, but the I name. mean. Uh, yes. Gail King did that interview and he ripped his microphone off and he was yelling at her and she stayed so calm sitting in that chair. Sorry, bad example, but I'm saying you can just go R. Kelly on them. Like that lapel mic comes off, you storm out of the room and then you storm back Well, I'm into on the, the end of a phone on this case. Oh, I was okay. on the end of a phone, right? So, you know, you can't hang up. Right? Yeah. I guess you could. Yeah. But it's it's very interesting. So I wish... I, I don't know what the story is people are after, but sometimes I just think journalists are trying to... They just, I think they're trying to find, oh, I got, I got, I guess so. I just really don't like it. Hey, and it's I free wish therapy. I, was, I wish I thought faster on my feet because generally through it, I'm kind of going, oh, I should just add. And then I go, oh, I shouldn't have. Afterwards, I, as I hang up, I think, oh, I should have said this to that. I should have not answered that <clears throat> it's question. It's always after the fact that we seem to have this, you know, that, that 2020 hindsight. A lot of the times now. Is R. Kelly like that Epstein creep? Well, he is. He was a very successful singer, and he's still in trouble with young women. Is he like and Chris Brown? There was an exceptional um, worse, I would worse? say. Worse. Well, uh, in that realm, um, he just. Um, I don't even want to waste a lot of time talking about who he is, but he um, has had many accusations about um, sexual abuse and and mm. uh, sexual assault and all kinds. Okay, of Okay, well, let's not talk. Yeah, about Yeah. So, him. but let's anyway, the, there was. A, if you do, just as a footnote to that, if you ever get a chance to see a documentary called "Surviving R. Kelly," you have to watch okay. it. It is compelling viewing. Anyway, um, on to more. On to other that, when, Whenever other I'm in interviews. Um, and I've had some difficult ones, too. I remember years ago, I've made no secret that my brother uh, was convicted on, on first-degree murder 20, almost 27 years ago. And very early in my career, um, it was it was quite a quite a thing to navigate. The, the same month that I got my record deal, my brother was arrested for the murder charge. So imagine my parents within that. 30 day period so anyway of course it was kind of out there in a big way for five or six years and I remember having this one journalist I won't say her name she was a very famous uh, Globe and Mail journalist and the first question she asked me Arlene and I was very excited to be doing this weekly feature in the Globe uh, that was prominent up and coming Canadians and the first question she said to me she goes hello um, how did your uh, brother kill that girl? And I said, <laughs> what? You know, this is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mary Walsh, actually. I was doing a television show with the wonderful Mary Walsh from yeah. This Hour has 22 Minutes, among other things, Codco. I mean, her career is vast and extraordinary. But I was doing a book review show with her years ago uh, on, on um, 
a, a TV show. It was really fun. But she had overheard this interview happening, and she walked over and grabbed my shoulder, and she just said, "We're we're leaving now, Jan." And uh, I'll never forget her for that. And when yeah. the last time I saw her at the Canadian Screen Awards, I said, "You probably don't remember this, but you saved me that day." Yeah. And she taught me a great lesson. She said, "You." Just stop whatever it is that they're doing. You ha- don't have to answer anything. Yeah, you know, and for those of you who, for those of you, for everyone who's listening, um, the people, this, I know For this, those of you listening nude, this is for you. <laughs> I'm picturing. I'm, I'm, no. <laughs> I'm imagining. For those of you wearing white socks and sandals yeah. at the same Ooh. time, which is now again hip. Um, but for those of you listening, I know it must, we're talking about something that I, I'm guessing feels kind of like uh, it's it's a little bit unrelatable in that we're talking about being interviewed for media. But any and conversation. Fact, but any, I was just going to say that, but it relates to any conversation. It's relatable in that you don't have to, you don't have to ever make yourself vulnerable when you're not prepared to be vulnerable. I always say, I if I'm the one telling the story, I will tell everything. Just like you talking about your brother, if the words come because you choose to have the words come mm-hmm. out, then that's your control. You can do what you want. You can say what you want, when you want. But if someone's forcing you to have a conversation that you're not ready to have or admit things that you aren't ready to admit, that's horrible. It's a horrible feeling. You feel like you've lost control of you know your own your own narrative and you need to control your own narrative. Yes. Right? Not because you don't want to tell, not because you are unafraid to tell things, but some things just aren't meant to be told. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't have to be um, part of a a magazine interview or anything. These can be conversations that are being, you know, that are happening at a dinner table or a lunch when, you know, you have girlfriends together and you're suddenly feeling kind of spotlights on you and uncomfortable there is nothing wrong with saying i don't want to talk about that right now you have every right to own your information my grandmother used to say an interesting thing to me arlene she'd say jan if people want to know you know these things about you that you don't want to surrender she goes it's like trying to steal from you and she said don't let people steal from you it's true that's a very, and, very, very You know, when people go fishing, she called it when they go fishing mm-hmm. for information. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're going through a divorce or a separation or or uh, your child has an illness, it, it's always that information that people want the inside track on because mm-hmm. they want to share it. Right. They want some kind of yeah. little nugget that they can take. Your story is yours to tell. Yep. You know, I mean, you know, the... That that's different than some of the the people that are doing investigative journalism and they're exposing people that you know are. Can I ask how you maneuvered your way out of that interview? Like, how did you feel afterwards? Did you? When she asked me some questions uh, um, relative to my mother, I I I didn't. I said to this, I just don't want. I'm not comfortable talking about this. Good for you. and and she was I, I she was she was fine she was no. really not but trying I mean, to go, I don't feel this, this specific journalist was trying to be I think she was just trying to find the human yeah. interest story yeah. and that's fine like she really wasn't but I I used it as an example because it was just recent but I think there are times where we can get ourselves caught in situations where and especially if you're if you're more if you're prone to kind of being a very direct person or you know want to. I don't like to displease, so if somebody wants to get something from me, I usually want to, you know, provide it, you know, but not always. I don't know. I'm not, I'm being, see, I'm being contradictory just talking about it. So let's talk about something else because I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Well, you've got um, me all confused now that we're in the same room Well, th- this is interesting. Facebook, which, you know, we're, we're all in a love-hate relationship with. Um, 
first of all, the millennials are dropping off like flies. Do we have time to like continue on in this conversation? Well, quickly? no, I think we should come back to okay, let's Facebook. Do it. Let's come back. To millennials Facebook. are dropping like flies. I don't mean deaths. Come back. We were just briefly talking about social media, the fact that a lot of young people aren't doing Facebook anymore, and just sort of all these things that are happening with social media. Instagram. That's what we're going to talk about for a second. If if I'm going to type something negative to you, like I see one of your pictures and I just want to like blast you. I don't like your hair. I think your pants are dumb. I whatever it is that I'm going to No, I love your pants. But Instagram is now going to uh, give you a little foreboding warning. Right. Yeah, this is a to negative, saying this yeah. is a negative comment. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. So, I I think it's a great idea, but I also find it very sad that you know, that users have to be prompted to be told that whatever that they're typing is of a negative nature. I mean, really? It's almost like a, you're in grade school with a teacher standing over you going, now, now, cross your T's, dot your I's. Yeah, I think I, you, you've got to ask yourself whether that is going to change the real issue, which is, you know, if they they really need to control the hate speech that's out there and the the absolutely racist negativity that's out there. These things, you know, yes, people are, and, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't care about people who are saying negative comments about somebody, oh, I don't like your pants or whatever. I mean, that's that's rude and it's inappropriate. But I think communities tend to take care of each other that way. So you could have, kind of like we were talking about earlier in the show, you know, you can have a hundred great comments and somebody has a negative comment and people, the, the p- positive people will always come back and in the, in the for forums, you. they'll fight back for you. So I think, you know, those smaller comments I think get taken care of it's the bullying it's the it's the truly racist horrific um, hate that's out there that these social media platforms need to shut <coughs> down you, and they're not taking responsibility for the fake um, you know crap that's out there and there's I report a lot of it. Some, I report something every couple of days I report somebody yeah I have so many uh, fake accounts I I report something either on Instagram or, or Facebook or Twitter like every few days of people trying pretending to be me. That happens constantly. It's happening more and more now. But, um, yeah, I mean, then, I then you that, have people but... saying freedom of speech. You know, you have people talking about freedom of speech and that, you know, we should be able to, you know, say whatever we want to say. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, that, and, but talk about... But that, that's people's defense all the time, though. But freedom of speech... Okay, can you go to... If you wanted to say anything you wanted to say, anything you wanted to say on CTV, could you? No. On In the Globe and Mail, could no. you? No. On any controlled or media-owned company it would be could you it would be no. censored except for you can on social media so what it, freedom of speech this whole notion that social media you know it's for the people it's crap but how it's not would for they the people, how would they the monitor people. it I it's mean, for a company that's making a ton of money and needs to be got held a billion users so how do you how do you police that I, you can because listen, keywords that show up in the algorithms, like if people are absolutely, writing they F can this or they can, absolutely, or, and they know when things are coming from bot farms, and they know when things are coming from you know um, fake accounts. They they absolutely know. And and I always I've said this a long time ago, and I'll say it again because it's happening uh, even worse now. It's even more clever. These paid for ads that media companies take 
for fake products using celebrity names oh, is a yeah. good example of the greed of these media companies. Social media and regular media, I'm sorry, will take money from people they know are planting ads on products and services that are fake and taking people's money only because... so. Buy this face cream. Arlene Dickinson uses it. And they know that that company is putting a false ad out there, but they let them because they get their advertising dollars. And it is pathetic and it's wrong. And I really think that the media companies need to take more responsibility and have more accountability on this. This is about greed. This is about taking advertising dollars and enabling people to to sell things to companies, or sorry, to people, innocent people who see the ad on, you know, the, the news feed of, you know, whatever TV station yeah. or radio station or media Dragons, or social media. Dragon's Den gets a lot of that. Oh, we get so much of it. It's, and it's I, really, and, and, it's and something else. And even and I. Face I'm, cream and. Yeah, wait, yeah, all, all that stuff. So Miracle cures. So can they change it? You bet they can because now the, the only reason they're getting on there is because they're willing to take their ad money. That's it, period, end of story. There is no, you know, you want to stop it? Stop taking their money. That's well, how I mean, it. capitalism is that the whole thing is about Marilyn Dennis. Sorry, had no, that I know to she her. she's had a di- really dif- difficult time with uh, with all that with that crap. I um, so far have not been you know kind of entangled in that, but I do see it even on my feed sometimes. I'm just like I'm pretty sure Arlene's not involved with that. I'm pretty know. sure it's awful. Uh, so what are your what's the legal? The recourse of that. Well, as long as the legal recourse, you can't really find these companies. So we had lawyers looking at it. You can't locate because they they really don't exist. So if you phone the company, so they have no a office number. office anywhere. And you phone them and say, no, there's they have people on the end of phones because you'll phone, right? They need to say that look like they're legitimate. And you'll say, you know, um, do you have Arlene Dickinson's permission to do this? Oh, yes, we do. Well, no, you don't. I'm Arlene Dickinson. Yeah, no, we have your permission. We can do this. We have, like, they're just paid programmer, paid people to to say what they're supposed to say. And then you call the lawyers, but you can't, they move their offices, Jan. They move their call centers. They move their offices. They use post office boxes. They change all the time their money's moving electronically through the world you can't even track the money you can't track the companies and so i mean celebs far bigger than me have tried to stop this and the only thing that will stop it the only thing that will really truly stop mm-hmm. it is the media companies not letting them advertise on their platforms period end of story because they're not advertising for free they are buying these ads so that's the only thing that'll stop it so that's that's to me a good example of where there needs to be more accountability. Oh, we have six more minutes. Oh my God! Well, I, I was, I was done. <laughs> I am done on my soapbox. I, what do you want to talk about? Well, I just I think it's it's going to get better. I think much like uh, you always say that. Well, I, I but I mean that in a way that I, it does seem so dismal, but. And, you know, it should be against the law. It probably is against the law. But like you said, whenever there's money involved, you know, people are greedy and they're, they're there's no end to what people will do um, to make a buck. But having said that, um, you know, social media is there's something about it, too, that's magical. And you you've been a huge proprietor in that. Like I. I read your tweets all the time. You know, you're one of the people that I kind of check in with on a daily basis. I've got probably 30 or 40 people that I'm like, I want to see what's going on in their lives. But your 
constant optimism in your tweets, and it's something that you've been doing for a few months now. Yeah, since last and, October, almost a year. Well, for, there, there yeah. you go. Where does the time go? Mm-hmm. I can't even believe we're seven months into, you know, 2019. Mm-hmm. But I always read them, and I'm just like, what a, it's always so positive. Like, and, and I, I always pause to think about the message that you're, you know, of just no, thanks, being Jen. kind and just being being helpful to people or listening to them or, you know, you your messages every day are, they touch on like really human things. So, you know, yeah, you have the antithesis of that, these crappy people that are doing this, you know, th- that are lying through their teeth basically to get money from people like, well, my folks or your mom or people that are, they don't get it, right? They don't understand. They send their $29 away. And, but the messaging, the positive messaging that that we we're able to do is I think it's I hope it, it it's the effects kind of overshadow that negative crap yeah it's it's a, it is a it is it is a bit of a war out there that way you know what what's interesting to me and I don't, I don't think I told you this but about two weeks ago did we talk about this last time I I had a day where I got up and I've always, I, I, I used to do these tweets the night before, then I transitioned from that to the morning of because, and what I wanted to do was figure out what I had learned the day before. Like there had to be some lesson that I could, had learned the day before that I could put into a tweet that was positive. Like what was my, what was my meaning from the day before? And that was kind of, then I began to kind of think about what did I do yesterday? What, what did I learn yesterday? And it helped kind of force me into thinking about every day as a learning moment. And about a couple weeks ago, I got up and I was just, I was exhausted. I was down. I was feeling, um, my mom was in a lot of, you know, trouble at the time in terms of her health and um, continues to be that way. But it was a really bad week. It had been a really, really bad week. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't think of one. I couldn't, I, I honestly, Jan, I've done it for almost, uh, I've done it for nine months and every day, every single day, and I could not come up with a positive thought. And I sat there and I looked at the oh. phone for about 20 minutes and I thought, I, I don't have it. So I actually tweeted out, you know, I need somebody else to, can one of you come up with the, the you know, let's start their quote today because I just, I'm just not able to do it. And but that's the magic of it too. Jan, the, vulnerability. The response I had—I mean, it almost makes me cry because we haven't cried yet this episode. <laughs> um, but the response I had was like I think seven or so hundred people replied Wrote. with a positive thought for the day for me, and it was—it overwhelmed me. I mean, it was—it—it it really overwhelmed me. The, the. Care and they were that, not being paid. They were no, not they false were just, advertising. No, they were just being kind. But that, that's the yeah. part of the social media platform that we have to focus on. Yeah. You know, getting back to the very beginning of our conversation today is that it's very easy to believe and spend our, our time on the negative aspects in our lives. You know, whether it's you know, a couple of weird reviews for a podcast or whether it's, you know, some shyster that's... Am I allowed to say shyster? Because I'm going to say it. My, it was one of my mom's favorite words. Uh, of lying and, and spending, you know, money to, to advertise on a credible, you know, yeah. at a credible 
what source? Well, um, and and but then to have a seven hundred plus people saying you can't do it today, Arlene. We're going to do it for you. Yeah, it was amazing. And that so. that shows you what a wave of optimism and what a wave of positivity is out there, and that's where we need to spend our time and energy. Yes, and, and we will win. So. I want to thank everybody who took the time to lift me up by sending out great messages. I was it was so appreciated, and uh, to those of you who love our show, we love you right back. Talk to your friends, and to those of you who don't love our show, we love you anyway. Exactly, and we're gonna win you over. Okay, talk to your friends. We'll see you soon. La 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 la. la.